I'm Dana Vishan. And I'm Peter Fogus. And we like talking to each other. We've been talking to each other for many, many years. And this week, we thought, why not? Let's talk about Harry and Meghan. Well, Peter, that was your idea. Well, I wasn't thinking just of gossip. I mean, there is, of course, a lot of gossip. There are four, no less, four films by Lifetime about the Harry and Meghan story. American audiences seem to have an insatiable, insatiable appetite for royalty in Britain and particularly for the Harry and Meghan story. But I thought we might explore the whole idea of monarchy. Did you know, Dana, that there are 40 countries left in the world that have a monarch as their head of state? There are actually 26 monarchies that preside over 40 countries. The reason for the disparity is because of the British Commonwealth, which actually means that the Queen of England is also the Queen of Australia, the Queen of Canada, the Queen of Jamaica, the Queen of many countries. So there are 40 countries that have a royal head of state. You know, the Commonwealth actually is an institution. It has a, it has a secretariat in London. It has a, uh, a boss. There is a man in charge or a woman in charge. The Queen doesn't really do much, but she believes in it. The Commonwealth was set up after Indian independence, when all the British colonies eventually got their independence. And it was set up as a way of creating a sort of commonwealth of nations that would be dedicated to human rights and to, you know, bettering the world in some way. It's a bit phony, but the fact is there are 40 countries still in the world that have a king or a queen as their head of state. Do you think the Afghans would be excited about being part of an American commonwealth, maybe joining with Vietnam and Iraq? I don't think so. I don't think so. But, they, but I wonder how you guys were able to sell it. Do you think but, it's because people kind of naturally but hang gravitate on, hang on, how many Amer- Hang on, hang on, hang on. How many Americans know that Afghanistan had a king until 1973? Had many kings. Well, before that, but many king, more. But to be king of Afghanistan was like... Um, you know, it was like having the ball in a game of kill the keeper. All I'm saying is... It was a is, perilous position. All I'm saying is that 400 years after Charles I's head was chopped off and several hundred years after Louis XVI was guillotined in Paris, there are still kings. There always will be. I mean, I think one of the strongest arguments for the monarchy, and maybe this gets us back to a working actress from Hollywood um, entering and transforming and maybe saving an institution... Um, is that people are naturally hierarchical and that if you tear down one monarchy, they'll raise up another and maybe better with the Windsors than with the Kardashians or the Trumps. Well, they like symbolism and they like magic. And monarchy is magic. You know, when somebody marries into a royal family, it's not really, uh, it's not a merger. Uh, It's a takeover. By one party or the other. By one party or the other. Which speaks well for Meghan, I think. The, although I, I have difficulty with that claim that she makes. I, I just think it's hard to believe that somebody that savvy and that smart, which she has to have been to have succeeded to the degree she did in Los Angeles, thought that her role in that family as the wife of the spare was going to be anything other than what it was, which is like a boring procession of ribbon cutting and an abdication of free will for, you know a constant meal ticket and and a nice uh, diadem. Well, she said, you know, in various interviews, not just with Oprah, she said in other interviews as well that she had no idea, that she didn't understand it, that she was deceived, not necessarily deliberately, but she didn't have a clue 
what it would entail. How I horrible think, it would be. I think she's lying. I think she knew perfectly well that it would be difficult, but she wanted it anyway. I know people who knew her in Los Angeles, and the claim that she didn't know anything about the aristocracy or the monarchy was just wrong. She apparently was someone who was often watching documentaries about William and Harry and, and was very aware of them and interested in them. Yep. And she's known for a quote, I don't intend to dedicate my life to struggle, <laughs> said to the other working actresses who were not surprised and who recalled this when she adios the town to live in a palace. Okay, so when she says, I was just, you know, I'm just a hayseed and I didn't know how things worked. I didn't know anything about his family. That is distortion and I don't think anybody accepted that. I think that Meghan Markle in Los Angeles probably couldn't have ever stretched her mind to imagine how boring life as a ceremonial cosplayer would actually be. Well, I, do, I mean, you can, you, one, can, one can piss on it, but the fact is nobody understands monarchy except the people who are part of it. It is a mystery, and it's not the same as celebrity. Celebrities today are very good at, at achieving, I think for the first time, a congenital celebrity where the celebrity's child gets an Instagram account at six months and at age 12 inherits a million followers. No, it's not like that. Monarchy actually means... But that's what celebrity has become. I think celebrity is converging on monarchy. Well, they are converging, but they're not the same. Monarchy involves obligation. You can't be a serious member of a royal family. Which family? On, on any family, it doesn't really matter. The Belgian royal family, the Dutch royal family. You have a sense of obligation. You actually do owe the people of your country a certain kind of um, duty. And duty is nothing to do with celebrity. Celebrities do what they want. Well, so do most monarchs, and they often get, end up with losing their heads because they do too much of what they want and not enough of what they ought to do. So Cor correct. Here are, that's here, that's here are, actually right. I mean, I see what you're doing is to hold up the ideal of monarchy against the reality of celebrity, and when you do that, yeah, they don't look the same. But I think if you hold up the reality of monarchy and the reality of celebrity, they're quite similar. How does a king become a king? I don't know. He betrays the right people. He's in the right place at the right time. The old line dies out. It's totally arbitrary, and that's frightening. How does a celebrity become a celebrity? It could have been five other people who got the role. And each group, to make sense of randomness in identity, makes up a story that generally has to do with what might be called divine right in Europe and is the cosmos in Los Angeles, where if I get the role, it's because the cosmos willed it. And, and they're both responding to the same um, problem, which is the baselessness of the privilege. Well, the privilege is something you inherit. Now, you don't inherit celebrity. The well, you children, can now. Not really. I mean, there is a certain amount of that. But on the whole, the celebrity is to do with something. Maybe it's talent. Maybe it's good looks. Maybe it's just pure luck. But the fact is, if you are Princess Anne, the Princess Royal, the youngest sister of Prince Charles, you are certainly not pretty. You are possibly, arguably, ugly. And you are not very agreeable. She's not very nice. I've met her. She's, uh, you know, she, she stands on ceremony. She stands on rank. She doesn't wish to be, you know, treated as an ordinary person. She's hoity-toity. But she is who she is. And you can't get away from that. Whereas if, if we, we live in a world like Hollywood, she would be nowhere. Yeah, but you can't imagine anywhere. Princess Anne as, as a Hollywood celebrity. But I think she's a, the right royal to, make, to bring up because she's... Like a, she's like a tertiary royal, which is what Markle, I think, realized she was. There's the wonderful story where Napoleon conquers Egypt, 
and he gets to go see the pyramids, and he's not the same guy for a couple days after. And it's not that he saw the ghost of a pharaoh inside, it's that there was nothing inside. And he gleaned what Tolstoy knew, which is kings are the slaves of history. He fought this big battle for some dank air. Well, but I mean, you know. And I think that that's what Meghan Markle found inside of Buckingham Palace, was a lot of dank air. Well, of course there's a lot of dank. Now, afterwards, she behaved opportunistically with a full PR team, on and on and on. She behaved exactly like you would expect a kind of knife-fighting day player to behave. But, I, yes, so but I, I think she's telling the truth about what she encountered. Yeah, but I mean, that's easy to say, and that's always been true. I mean, many people have said that over, over the course of time. Meghan Markle didn't discover anything new. But the truth is, monarchy, if it preserves some degree of magic, which requires distance, uh, actually captures the imagination mm -hmm. of millions of people. Prince Charles is not a compelling individual. Uh, and she's creating like a prodigal son and daughter plot, which is good for at least six seasons of drama. What do families know? They know falling out. They know alienation. What do they long for? Forgiveness. And I think Meghan Markle is handing them a script that will ultimately be a popular script and up their ratings. I think they're actually in the same game. I don't agree at all. Right. Uh, Harry and Meghan are the least popular members of the royal family. In England. In England. In America, it's different. America has a different view of everything. I think Meghan Markle has made a mess of her marriage. I think she's made a mess of her public persona. I think she has judged it very, very badly. I'm sure she's influenced Harry, who's very, very vulnerable, weak, and easy to influence. And I don't think it will end well. I don't think it'll last, and I don't think it will do the monarchy any good at all. By the way, she's not the first non-white person to marry into a European royal family. There are 12 European royal families, and the Liechtenstein family that you've not heard of, Prince Louis of Liechtenstein, is married to Angela, Princess Angela of Liechtenstein. She is Panamanian and of African descent. She's black. So it isn't even, a, it isn't even unique. It doesn't have to be unique to be compelling. Well, it's compelling. It's a compelling story. Also, these are incredibly stodgy, conservative in people In People magazine terms, it's yeah. a compelling story. In Lifetime television terms, it's a compelling story. In American terms, it's a compelling story because to have an American marry into Correct. the British royal family is somehow it's a, first for a an frisson. It's a first because for an America American. came from Britain. They're obsessed, in a way, Americans, right. by the British royal family because that's where they come from. But, but, wasn't, but isn't it a, a blind spot of the royal family that they have this heir and a spare attitude and not a whole lot of attention has been paid to what does the life of the spare look like? And you look at Prince Andrew and you realize these people are marks. They don't so, have... So Meghan Markle comes to Harry and she says, look, you can ride horses wherever or I got a plan. Like, I think you and I can be humanitarians and come with me, isn't that a pretty invitation for a guy who a tutor cheated him through Eton? I mean, this is not somebody who has a lot of uh, intellectual endowment. No, 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 he's dumb. I mean, basically. How dumb um, is dumb? Academically dumb. Well, you know, below average. But he, he can fly a helicopter. He's not stupid. Well, I mean, you know, he's, sm he's sort of practical and possibly smart in that sort of way. But he's not academic or, 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 or intellectual in any... She's much smarter than he is. She and the Queen have a similar skill set. They've managed a persona, they've managed a team. In a sense, the actress is easy to write off when she enters the royal family, but in fact, that's the person who's most likely to, to make serious trouble once they enter the institution. I would submit, I would argue, that Princess Diana 
once she realized that she couldn't really conquer Charles because he was already in love with someone else and that the rest of the royal family were cold, stiff, and unforgiving, she decided to destroy them. And she set out with her interviews with Andrew Morton and other people to actually destroy them. And she went a long way to, to do that. And I would argue that Meghan Markle's script is taken from Diana. She's she, the continuation of Diana, for sure. Now, what would your friend Christopher Hitchens, who really loathed Diana, have said about Meghan Markle? Well, he hated monarchy, so he would have said nothing nice about her. Um, he would have poo-pooed her um, as somebody of no interest, really, except symbolically. Symbolically, she's captured the spare, as you call him, and she's turned him into something totally new. We've never had a royal prince who went to Hollywood and, and, and lived in, you know... And mind his own pain. And, and mind his own pain and made it public on television. And I think this is, uh, you know, a totally new idea. And I think it's quite interesting. Um, where it leads, I don't know. The problem is Charles is unsuited, really, to be king. He is a persnickety, uh, mean, uh, snobbish uh, character and the people around him who know him are very worried about him. I mean, they're very worried about what happens when the Queen dies. There's a wonderful play called Charles III uh, by um, uh, uh, an English playwright, uh, which is in, actually written in Shakespearean pentameters. And the plot basically is that the Queen dies, Charles becomes king, he then clashes with the government and the Prime Minister over a piece of legislation that has to do with press freedoms. With forestry. No, pr no, 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 press freedom. And he takes the view that press... Anti-pine tree, the legislation. No, 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 you're wrong. stand for it. Wrong, you're wrong, you're I'm wrong. I'm making fun of him. I'm no, 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 you, you, you make fun. The play is very good. Okay. The play is about how Charles takes the side of a free press against a government that wants to hobble the press in the wake of Rupert Murdoch's hacking scandal. And the government doesn't back down. And eventually, Charles has to resign, uh, and his son becomes William V. But Charles, you said, is bright. He's right on the issues. He's been an environmentalist for a long time. No, no, no. He's a crank. I mean, he, he may be on the right side of some issues, but he's a crank. See, this is why I think Meghan Markle will save the monarchy, because the queen will die. He will become king. He will be boring as hell, and, this will, and the monarchy then becomes the shark that stops swimming forward. And Meghan Markle is a ready, is a plug-and-play drama. You don't understand. If that were to happen, the monarchy would end. Why? Because a little actress from Hollywood is not going to save the monarchy. The monarchy is much bigger than that. What's the difference between accepting the actress from Hollywood if she becomes a big enough celebrity, which she's doing, and marrying someone from a mercantile family, which centuries ago a member of a hereditary monarchy would have said, oh, they're, they're not of our kind. The world is accelerating. I think Meghan Markle is on top of things. And I go back to my point about the convergence between celebrity and aristocracy. I think Meghan Markle will turn out in the end to be irrelevant, and I don't think the marriage will last. It's my prediction. I think she's a Tchaikovian villain, and that in Act well, 3... Well, she, she's a villain, for sure. I mean, people like Piers Morgan uh, are saying that, you know, she should be drummed out of the royal family. The fact is it won't last. Won't Harry last. will not be happy. So, okay, so that's interesting. Because I think it's unlikely that if you didn't feel fulfilled in a country where you had... You served in the armed forces, you have charities, you have legacy. It's unlikely that it's going to happen for you 
drinking green juice in Malibu. Harry will pine for his old role as an army officer. Correct. As the colonel-in-chief of this regiment and that regiment. How do you understand that Harry sold four memoirs with one of them to publish after his grandmother's death, which is a really grisly thing to put in a contract, let alone release in the press to a 91-year-old woman who's, who just lost her husband? I, I, I have grave doubts about many of these stories. He has signed a, 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 a deal for a memoir, but I'm not sure he's signed a deal for four. The fact it's is, for four. He's the new Nausgaard. He's going to have to chronicle every minute of every day to fill that contract. The fact is, it's an awful thing to have announced, right. and it's an awful thing to do. It's dreadful. Well, but he take, it's, the, it's the Princess Diana script. He's trying to destroy his own family who killed his mother in his mind. You think that's it? Yes. The, op the Oprah interview... Does he know that he's trying to do it? No. No. The Oprah interview... He's just, he never feels so Harry-like as when he's attacking his own institutions. Correct. And the, uh, the, the Oprah interview was an outrage, really. I mean, I wouldn't do that to my family. And the only way that I could understand it was, this is now a, a, an unscripted reality television well, it's show. It's a vendetta. This is a... Well, or is it... Or is it or is it Meghan Markle pursuing her fantasy, which is fame? You don't move to Los Angeles as a 24-year-old if you don't place a very high value on fame. I've heard it said there's four things people care about. Freedom, money, power, and fame. LA is a city built for the worship of fame. Right. And he's now in the fold there and with her, and that's a different value set that might have nothing to do with destroying his family. It might just have something to do with being a beta spouse. The question that I ask myself is whether the House of Windsor will survive. You know, the, the King of Egypt, King Farouk of Egypt, very fat man, um, but anyway, he said famously, at the end of time, there will be four royal, five royal houses, spades, hearts, clubs, diamonds, and Windsor. In other words, he said monarchy is doomed. His was, certainly. Monarchy is doomed, but the House of Windsor will be the last one standing. Now, the question really is, can monarchy survive in the 21st century? I mean, there are, f there are 40 countries, I told you, that have a king or a queen as their head of state. There are 26 monarchies in the world. More. Aren't you noble? Aren't you descended of German nobility? Are yes, you, but not royal. You, you need to disclose this, Peter, because but, but, you know, but you've I'm got not, a dog in the race. I'm not royal. Nobility you and... have a Vaughan. No, but this is another American obsession. They don't understand the difference in nobility and royalty. The nobility had nothing to do with royalty. In many cases, they consider themselves superior to royalty. The British aristocracy, in some cases, are far older than the royal family. They go back far further, and they look down on the royal family. But they don't have nothing to do with them. I mean, they, they look down on them as German Arivists or whatever. They don't, they don't reckon them. I mean, the Daily Express, which is the most English of all newspapers in Britain, once had an editorial on the front page. I can't remember what the occasion was, but Prince Philip had said something. And the Daily Express leader writer wrote a leader that said, if you don't like it in Britain, why don't you go back to Germany? In other words, the royal family are not as entrenched as the ancient nobility. Yeah, but they are related, Peter. They're, they're not the related same, by they're blood. They're the same system. Well, they're often related by blood. And they're no, probably... you're wrong. They're absolutely never related. This is the whole point. They've got nothing to do with royalty. 
They are often they a gay. marry into the family. Princess Diana was the daughter of a duke. So, who she was not the, the daughter of a duke. She was the daughter of a of rather an, minor of an earl. earl. Okay, but that still but, doesn't get. But, that still doesn't but, change what I'm what I'm saying. But but the fact is, they did sometimes marry into. So the there you go. Family. They are related. No, sometimes. But the fact okay. is, they weren't really. They weren't really. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. They didn't consider themselves to be royal, and they didn't actually necessarily reckon with the royals. The Hanoverians from George the First to George the Fourth uh, and William the Fourth were regarded as outsiders. They were regarded as nobody. You said earlier on the point of monarchy is faith, right, and magic. Yes. It takes, but that exists and is completed and achieves its value in the minds of the subjects, not the, the nobility or the royalty. Correct. Correct. So therefore, the people complete the circuit. They do, but they but they go along with it. They they complete it and then go along. My with point it. about the number of monarchs in the Romanovs world. Romanovs aren't doing so well. The people no. called the bluff. The people didn't want the Romanovs, but the people seem to want the Windsors. So you say that right now in England, she's disliked. That's terrific. So now you have an in-group and an out-group. Now Charles gets to not just be some privileged toff. Charles gets to be someone who's defending an institution against an outsider. That's a great script. Well, look. Meghan Markle didn't exist, they'd have to conjure her. The world, well, you say that, but the world is full of stories, and it's a good stories. But I think she can damage the monarchy. How? How she, she already has. How? By cheapening it. By turning it into a brand. By turning it into a you know, cheap You know their faces are on teacups. Yeah, I, I know. That's, that, that is damaging the monarchy. No, but that's already the toothpaste out of the tube. It doesn't matter. The Chris goes out of the can, I should say. It's I mean, you seem to rejoice in this because you are Irish. And you think, <laughs> you think, you think the whole thing should be swept away in some huge no, I revolutionary No, that's explosion. actually not true. I actually, if you push me to it as a late American, I look around me at the wasteland of my own culture and I conclude that a monarchy would be better because there's basic accountability. There's lots you of can look at a queen and say you're not being a good queen because you ought to have presided over this event at a children's hospital. It's very difficult to do that to a, um, a Kardashian where there's really not much accountability and in fact there's a ton of PR smoke and Why mirrors. Why do you talk about the Kardashians? Why don't you talk about Trump? Well, no, that would be even worse. Why I, don't you I, talk about politics? Because I'm an optimist. I think that the, Kardashianism the, would be the, the opposite, best outcome for The America. opposite of royalty is not Kardashians. It's Trump. It's Trumpism. Well, a president. Yeah. And your presidents are shit. The, your leadership is shit. Forget the other shit leaders. You're correct. I, I would argue that the royal family is more dignified than your political class. Well, you don't have to argue because I agree with you. You know, a, a wonderful actor once told me that the stage is six feet higher than the audience for a reason. People don't want to go there to see a regular person. They get that for free at home. They want to go there to see somebody who's special and deserves yeah. to stand six yeah. feet higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monarchy at its best does this. And then I come back. Meghan Markle has given Charles a role as a defender of an institution. She's given William a role as a brother who can forgive. She's handed these people biblical-level parables if they are smart enough to accept them. They don't accept them. They won't. The so British they, okay, so, so there you go. Then tell us how it plays out. Tell us how the damage gets done. Oh, they got divorced. That's what's going to happen. Do you think that she's aware of that now, or do you think that they're both in love? I how bad do you think she is? I don't think she realizes that yet. I don't think so either. I, actually, I think that she was unfairly smeared by the British press. Oh, sure she was. But she had no business being there in the first place. Well, no, she did. He asked her to marry him. <laughs> that's the problem. I know, but that's... And, that's, and this is where you have to kind of go back to Kate Middleton. You know, like, William, in this amazing moment that was pretty, like, horrible way to treat someone, put her on ice to go shopping for, like, a more pedigreed partner. But what they found out was, if you were, like, 
the daughter of someone with like a billion dollars, joining the monarchy was a step down because you lost your right to really enjoy the billion. You lost your privacy rights. So they had to go to the middle class. Found that, that, someone that wasn't the reason. For whom the, the job was an upgrade, right? The, re and the reasoning was that he loved her. And the fact is, she's perfect. He broke role. up with her and dated other people to find someone know, more suitable to the role. For the daughter of a billionaire, that's not a great job. You lose all your freedom. Billions of dollars have nothing to do with royalty. Kate Middleton is the perfect... They have nothing to do with royalty. They don't want to. They have it better. Kate Middleton is perfect. Why are we arguing when we agree on this? Kate Middleton is the perfect Middleton person. Kate Middleton is the perfect person. And boring. Which is, yeah. her. every day she does her job, she makes no news and she's boring. Right. Right. That's what you want. That's correct, but that's not compelling. And the institution needs conflict. But you know, you don't need conflict. You don't want conflict. You want actually normality. And you want a kind of... Um, you, you want something that's comforting. The royal family is comforting to people. It makes them feel that everything's going to be all right. Do you think that Diana was a net positive or negative for the monarchy? Net negative. Wow. Net negative. She's a dream. No. She's a martyr. She was a net they negative. To, they get all the benefits of Catholicism with she, none of the hang-ups. She, she was a positive for the Irish. But she, was a net, <laughs> she was a net negative for the British people. They actually hate her. Diana created drama and redemption and the opportunity for but the queen to say, I now understand my people. Without Diana, you couldn't have the crown. Without, I mean, well, Diana, fine. right? But it's not, but monarchy is not a fucking movie. It kind of has become that. Well, that's, that's because everything in the world has become Americanized. That's right. One I'm not the, saying it's for the best. One I'm the, just saying it's reality. One of the diseases of the world is the Americanization of everything. Everything has become besmirched by marketing, and by capitalism. And Diana was a piece of that. And she did create drama, and she did create a story, and she did create, you know, what you might call uh, movie potential in The Crown and other things. But she didn't actually do the monarchy any good. And she didn't do the British people any good. They don't feel better. They felt worse because of it. What they want, that they love the Queen because she is so normal. She's so ordinary. She's so boring. That's why they love her. They don't love, they don't say, oh, boring old queen, we want a drama queen, we want somebody much more fun. No, they want an old lady who actually is always the same, who makes small talk with everybody, Tom, Dick and Harry, and who is kind of there always. They're going to be, it's going to be a huge shock when she dies. Huge shock. I think that Diana is a net positive, was a net positive for that family, and I think Meghan Markle will either be a zero or a positive. I don't agree with you. I think that's absolutely wrong. You misunderstand monarchy. Monarchy is boring. And monarchy should be boring. Monarchy is destined to be boring if it's successful. Then it ends. Well, what do you mean it ends? People die. The, the, the Spanish chased away their monarch over what, a financial scandal. Well, they the did. Russians shot the, theirs. I mean, monarchies are living in a very precarious moment. I think that's why... Um, I think they're living in a less precarious moment now than they did 100 or 200 years ago when they were assassinated and, you know. No, I mean, they, they do get chased out. I mean, Juan Carlos was chased out, but his son became king. He's the king. What about your family? What about your, your aristocratic lineage? Well, my aristocratic lineage is not royal. It's um, aristocratic. I didn't ask you about your royal lineage. I asked about your aristocratic lineage. Well, it's, it's old. Your noble lineage. It's old and Prussian. And it's, you know, got, you know, generals and landowners and... All sorts of but people. you stopped using the name after World War II. No, we didn't stop using it. I mean, people married other people and they took other names. And, you know, the family names 
the ancient family names are still there. But your mother didn't use it. What, what was your mother? Did she have a title? Yeah, von der Schulenburg. She was Countess von der Schulenburg. But your mom was a countess. She was. We have to disclose that at the beginning of the royalty episode. Why? Because it has nothing to do with royalty. You don't understand. It has everything to do with Freud an Irish and the peasant. connection. You're an Irish peasant. You've got no idea I'm, what you're talking about. I'm a citizen of the United States of America. I know, but that doesn't I mean come a from damn, the future. Doesn't mean a damn thing. You don't actually. The United States, in my view, is no longer the future. The United States is actually very... I thought you wanted to have a Meghan and Harry episode. I do. You're just I insulting do. fat but, people and but, Irish peasants. But, but you keep telling me that the nobility, like my mother, are related to royalty. They're not. They They're, sometimes are actually related to royalty. Only occasionally. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so Meghan Markle is going to divorce Harry in five years. Then what? So Harry goes home... And sort and of become, with his, goes, tail, with his yeah. tail between his legs. Yes, yes. They yes. give him a pub somewhere, Harry's pub. Yep. And uh, he and his blokes talk about the glory days when their well, ding dong still worked well, he, and they flew uh, helicopters in, he, the, in, he, in, in he, the in the Kush. He goes back into the army. A Hindu stand. He goes back into the army. He goes and, back into the army? Yes, and then marries a second time. He marries a second time? Yes. Marries a suitable English woman. Does he make it through his four-book deal? How many books into the deal does he make it? Oh, he... he Depends I, how good his ghostwriter is. Got, yeah, well, he's got a good ghostwriter, apparently. He's got Agassiz's ghostwriter. Well, whoever. But the truth is, his decision to write a memoir... Is disgusting. It's actually appalling. It kind of is. I actually think that that's... So that and the stuff I heard about Markle, whose name is fascinating, right? It's a combination of, of Mar and Sparkle. It's actually an Irish name, if you want to know. Can, Peter, tell our Irish listeners how you feel about them. <laughs> but it is an Irish name. But the fact is, the way she's treated her father... Do you think she's an you, IRA if, agent under deep cover, like some people think Monica Lewinsky was Mossad? If you want, if you want a clue to Meghan Markle, just ask yourself the question, how could you treat your father the way she's treated him? If he's a horrible father, it's not hard. He wasn't a horrible father. You don't he know loved that. her. Well, every, everybody who knew them said that she was the apple of his eye, he looked after her, he was sweet to her. I mean, she's treated him abominably. He hasn't met his grandchildren. He hasn't met Harry. California therapeutic culture allows you to justify almost anything in the name of your own growth, a religion of narcissism. If I were Harry, I'd be very concerned about that. I'm very concerned about it, looking at the two of them and wondering about what Meghan Markle is thinking. How can you do that? How okay. often do you worry about this? How, well, I don't. how many hours a night does this cost you? Oh, most of the night. Most of the night. Most of the night. I think we've done enough.